2: For our family, it's always been they'd grow up, they'd get a good education, they'd be happily married, or they'd find someone they could be happy with, and that they would not think they were entitled, that they would work. That same fellow that I used to yell at to please pick up his room, to see him as president, (laughs) it's truly amazing. Barbara Bush died yesterday at the age of 92, and when I was looking at Facebook yesterday, there are so many people that I know that had some kind of connection to her. She must have had quite the Christmas card list for sure. And uh, she knew people in northeastern Pennsylvania like uh, Dave Schwager, who's an attorney. Uh, Dave, when I saw your description of your meeting with Barbara Bush, I couldn't help but want you to tell this story to the people this morning. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning, how are you Sue
2: doing well. How does a high school kid end up uh, driving Barbara Bush around in his 1976 Nova and lunching with her at Elby's. How does this all transpire?
0: Well well you have, you have to go back to the Iowa caucuses in 1980. If you remember George Bush George Bush senior won that that race, very unexpectedly. And right afterwards, he was talking about, we're going to go to New Hampshire, we're going to beat Ronald Reagan. And then he used that term, we've got the big mo. He said, we have momentum. And of course, that momentum slid terribly after Iowa. And so by the time it was getting ready to to prep for for the Pennsylvania primary in April, um, all of the Republican movers and shakers were all lined up with Ronald Reagan. He had slates of delegates in every congressional district in Pennsylvania. And as you'll recall, delegates in Pennsylvania run separate from the popular vote in the primaries, in the Republican primary. And so I was very involved in, in teenage Republican uh, statewide activities at that point. I was, I was vice chairman of the Pennsylvania Teenage Republicans, and uh, so I was on the radar And I had uh, I had been in touch with the Bush campaign previously, and uh, they really couldn't find anyone from the rank and file Luzerne County Republican hierarchy to chair the Luzerne County campaign for George Bush, because he was going to make his essentially his last stand against Ronald Reagan in Pennsylvania. Uh, and so I was recruited to be the chair of the Luzerne County George Bush campaign. So they determined that they were going to come and spend a Saturday. I think it was, as I recall, uh, here in, in Northeastern Pennsylvania. And, uh, I took, uh, future President George Bush door to door on Second Avenue in Kingston around the corner from my parents' house. And I can remember coming home from school, I think on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, and uh, my mom was home and there was a there was a Secret Service agent in the den with her. And, uh, you know, um, he, he, uh, he said to me, you know, your mom was very lax in just letting me in, didn't ask me to show her my credentials. And of course, he did that that signature flip of the Secret Service credentials. Then he wanted me to walk the route that I intended to take the, the Bushes on uh, down Second Avenue. And it was back then, these visits were a big thing. They seem to be less of a big thing now. The national media was there. I think that, that door-to-door trip was actually on the evening news that night. And so we did that. Then, uh, then that's the point where Barbara Bush and I split off from, uh, from George Bush, and uh, we, we, I took her in my 76 Nova. First, we stopped at, a, at another volunteer's home to, uh, to pick him up. It was in Green Acres. Uh, we picked him up. Then we, uh, we went to uh, Arby's in Edwardsville, where we were meeting Minnie McClellan from the Sunday Independent, who was interviewing Barbara Bush. And uh, so we had that, uh, that lovely lunch. I don't remember if she had the strawberry pie or not, but uh, I think probably not. And then, then I drove her up to where, uh, where George Bush and his, his folks had, had moved on to up at, I think I remember it as the, the Ramada in, in Scranton, like right along Music Street. It's now something else, maybe the Sheraton Four Points now or something like that. Okay. But uh, we, we met up with, with George Bush and the rest of the, the folks there. Uh, I, uh, I did my, my duty. I dropped, dropped Barbara off. And, uh, and that night, we met up again at Nayog Park with Joe McDade, Congressman Joe McDade, where uh, George Bush did one of his, his signature town halls. They were called Meet George Bush. And so I was in the front row uh, I mean, it was, a uh, just a, a day that I'll always remember. I have a, a, wonder, a few, a week or two later, a handwritten note card from Barbara Bush came, uh, you know, to me, uh, that she had, she had written on uh, the campaign plane. And then just to make it extra special, George Bush, uh, wrote at the bottom of this lovely personal note, uh, handwritten, same for me, best George Bush. And, uh, Um, You know, it was just, uh, and you mentioned Christmas cards at the beginning. You know, and I was on their Christmas card list for years thereafter. And just the the Christmas cards grew as the family grew, and uh, uh, it was just uh, a remarkable occasion. And it's such a tremendous loss for our country and for the world that we've lost a a truly classy, intelligent, funny, uh, and uh, and wonderful. woman who will be missed uh, terribly by those of us who knew her.
2: What do you remember about the, the conversation that you had with her or what uh, the Sunday Independent wanted to know? Well, what do you recall? I know it's a long time ago, and you were quite young. I, honestly,
0: I, I'd be I'd be kidding you if I really told you that I remembered anything in particular. Just, I can tell you that I remember her as being charming, and uh, I'm sure somewhere you could probably find that that Sunday independent interview because it was published that following uh, Sunday in in April uh, you know (laughs) but uh, um, I really don't remember anything in particular I mean I could I can make something up but no we just had it was just a lovely day I mean we spent so much time together and I would see her again in 1988 at uh, Montage when she was the vice president's wife and and George Bush was running for, for president against Michael Dukakis and of course she remembered me and we we, uh, you know, renewed acquaintances, and you know, in in late in later years during those times when he was vice president, uh, George Bush sent me a lovely pair of uh, vice presidential cufflinks that I still have, and you know, it was just a, it was a very nice relationship, and they really continued to show their appreciation for many years into the future.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that uh, Barbara Bush, in her role as the First Lady of the United States, uh, she had a a great cause, which was literacy. And I think that, again, looking back, that was a very good pick for her because it was um, not controversial, and uh, it it seemed that nobody could say no to literacy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think writing and reading were very special to the Bushes. Of course, you remember President Bush's... uh, uh, book of, of love letters, et cetera, that uh, was published in, a few years ago, and you can even see in my you know little old David Schwager from Kingston, Pennsylvania, you know uh, uh, not even in his twenties yet, you know uh, a teenager, you know to get these personalized notes, and I have a couple of them uh, from them. Um, you know, uh, it's just a remarkable thing. To this day, I have them framed in my in my office, and people often look at them and marvel at them. And uh, it's really a wonderful thing. You know, I left out a stop, actually. Okay. I'm, remem- I'm remembering before we went up to Scranton, I also took uh, Barbara Bush to a daycare center uh, sort of behind uh, where the FNCB Bank and, and Abe's Hot Dogs is on Wyoming Avenue. Maybe on on Walnut Street, uh, uh, run by a, a woman who's now no longer with us, named Rita Casey. Um, uh, you know, and she she. Uh you know, she, Barbara Bush uh, interacted very nicely with Mrs. Casey and with with the kids who were there. And then, of course, I, I left out one of the more important stops as well. I'm sorry. You know, it's only it's only uh, how many years ago? Thirty eight years ago. God so I apologize. Loves, yeah. And then we all we also had a little rally for the Bushes uh, that morning after the door to door before I took off with her uh, to Arby's uh, to Elby's. Um, but. Uh, It was in the backyard of Attorney James Harris on Reynolds Street in Kingston, and I can remember uh, the joint. I don't know. I don't remember seeing her earlier, but their daughter Doro, Dorothy Bush, was there with them on this trip as well, and uh, of course the national press corps. I think I remember. You know that whoever the NBC correspondent was, who was covering the uh, the Bush campaign, was there, and we had a whole backyard of people. In fact, if you look on the comments on Facebook, there was at least one person, a colleague of mine from 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 school, uh, who actually was in that backyard that day and reminded me of that uh, as well. So it was a it was an action-packed day.
2: Absolutely, and I'm trying to imagine David because I I think about most kids in high school as. Of course, um, Democrats. And how did you how did you even uh, get tasked with this? I mean, what attracted you to the Republican Party well, as a high well, school well, that's
0: student? That's that's a really interesting story. Um, it was in the '76 presidential election, and I I went over to the Carter headquarters looking for a button, and it was in some one of these sort of prefab modular things that were around the Wyoming Valley in those post-flood days, and the person in there, you know, was not particularly friendly, didn't have a button for me, didn't give me anything, just sent me on my way. I was just a 13-year-old kid. Um, But then my mom took me to the Hotel Sterling, to uh, the Ford headquarters, and there, and I'll remember this woman, you know, all my days, Tilly Nitchie, I think that's how she pronounced her last name, from Wilkes-Barre, um... I think she was a doctor's wife. She ran that headquarters. She gave me a button. She gave me pamphlets. And then she did the most important thing anyone could do. She asked me, would you like to make phone calls for President Ford? And that's the beginning of the end. From there, uh, Mark Holtzman, who you may remember, who was uh, two years ahead of me in high school, he and I together formed a a teenage Republican group. We met in the basement of his parents' house, which... uh, uh, we had regularly about 30 kids, you know, mostly from Wyoming Seminary, but also from other other schools, from Valley West, from Myers, uh, and we would meet uh, on a monthly basis, and and we were very involved in Republican politics. I do want to say though, Sue, obviously, the Republican Party was a little bit different back in those days, mm-hmm. and I think George Bush was perhaps the last of a of a long era of, shall we call them, you know, more moderate. Uh, more moderate Republicans that uh, are kind of hard to find these days so it was a little bit of a a different a different era than we have today
2: indeed Dave Schwager, thanks for sharing these memories which I I don't think everybody has now I just did, you went to the big boy with her right is that true
0: or, I did uh, uh, yes lb's big boy in yeah, Edwardsville
2: huh? okay and and it was in Edwardsville. Yeah. okay and she didn't yeah. have the yeah, strawberry the one that, pie. she didn't have the strawberry
0: yeah, I, pie. I don't think she had the strawberry pie I think she was very conscious of her of her uh, her figure uh, she was uh, she was always a very classy lady
2: i, I think okay she, yeah we'll see you later and i thank you counselor Take for care. taking the time today but a guy who knows important things about history is bill lewis mr history
1: well that that was a nice thing to call me
2: mr history
1: yeah <laughs> i i the older i get the more i feel that i'm uh becoming a witness to history as opposed to just writing and studying it.
2: Isn't it weird to transition from one thing to the other, where in the past maybe you've written about uh, stuff like the Titanic and um, Abraham Lincoln and whatnot, but now, Bill Lewis, you are a witness to history because a couple of different times during your storied career you hung out with Barbara Bush.
1: I was very fortunate to have met her on uh, many different occasions. Um, actually, beginning back in 1983, I was on the uh, uh, Friends of the Ostrout Library Board and she came to wilkes uh, to dedicate the new Pollock Children's Wing at the Ostrout Library and, of course, had to read to the kids and, and give a talk and all that. Um, but it was interesting. I was first elected to Republican State Committee to represent Luzerne County in 1984, and the following year, in 1985... Um, then Vice President Bush had a reception at his home, uh, which the Vice President's home is part of the Naval Observatory Complex in Washington, and they had a reception there for the Pennsylvania Republican State Committee. Um, so, you know, had the chance to to talk with her, and I thanked her for having come to Wilkesbarre to dedicate the. The way at the library, she goes, you know, my new dog, Millie, is going to write a book because her big cost, both as First, uh, First Lady and also when she was the, the vice president's wife, was uh, to fight illiteracy. Uh, the reading fund- is fundamental movement. And so she takes me by the arm and takes me outside behind the, um, the vice president's re- uh, residence. And there in this dog coop is this this very small puppy, Millie, who did eventually write a book. The, And all the money from that went to the Reading is Fundamental. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that was Mrs. Bush's cause. And she literally raised tens of millions of dollars to help fight illiteracy in the United States.
2: And she made that dog write a book.
1: Pretty brutal. I I don't know how it typed it up. Uh, That was in the day and age before any kind of electronic thing, so I'm assuming the dog said it a a typewriter, but she did tell me that she was going to ghostwrite for the dog, so I guess the dog himself or herself was going to uh, just share the story, and she would prepare the manuscript. But, you know, it was a great way to engage uh, kids uh, by animals, and and typically we're all fascinated by the animals of our presidents and vice presidents, and it was it was just a, a terrific way to to raise some very serious money, and to get people engaged in reading. So she she really did take that whole. Um, initiative very seriously. Um, they were then back here in wilkes that I know of in 1988 when, at the old ho- Hotel Sterling, they came to cut the ribbon at the regional uh, Bush headquarters. And uh, she toured around and, again, took time, from what I remember that day, to once again go read books with kids. So um, she really did have quite the the attention to to her cause of, of fighting illiteracy in our country.
2: Well, I, I think that that's a cause that uh, everybody can get behind and nobody has to fight about. So Exactly. So it's, it's, it's a good pick because before you got on the air, I talked about uh, the, the say no to drugs thing, which, you know, a lot of people mocked and ridiculed. But here's something. Who could disagree with learning how to read nobody? Now, Bill, I swear, although uh, I, maybe I'm misremembering this, was she not also at Bishop Hoban in the 90s to read she may have
1: been. I know that she uh, she came in uh, once uh, one more time. I think for Head Start or uh, for one of the uh, the uh, child development programs. Um, but she, I mean, even after being the the first lady, she continued to stay involved and and really promote the whole fight to uh, get rid of illiteracy in the country. Interesting lady. I mean, not only was she the wife of a president, and we know a mother of a president. But she, her family, her maiden name was Pierce, and so her family was tied to Franklin Pierce, who had been a president back in the 1850s. So she had multiple ties uh, to the White House uh, through many, many, many generations in our nation's history. So, just an amazing lady. I, I also had the pleasure in December of '89 of going to a Christmas reception at the White House. Um, and as she greeted you in line, and she was just so warm, uh, she said, thank you for coming to see your house. Uh, so she really made you feel at home wherever you were.
2: I think that she was uh, just just such a warm first lady. And, Bill, what I was reading last night, uh, people on Facebook, she also enjoys uh, what a lot of people don't, and that is a nonpartisan uh Admiration, and I think that that's great. I wish we had, I wish we had more of that going on. We just don't.
1: Absolutely, it it just uh, amazes me how sides can't work together. I mean, we can have our beliefs, uh, we can certainly, um, you know, hold those beliefs and fight for those beliefs, but there are times that you have to work together a little bit. Uh, A lot of, a lot of presidents in the past have said, "I want every opinion at the table." Um, because they want to hear the different opinions. Because the more information, the more ideas, the more opinions you have. In the end, you you develop a, a decision um, that is suitable for just about everybody. And. And, you know, it just seems like we're, we're caught in these huge, huge partisan fights where nobody will ever sit down, get together and say, okay, what's the best for our area, our state, our nation? Um, and we, we just – back and forth. And it, in the end, it's the people of the country who suffer from that. So you hope that over time there can be a little more working together. Um, and, and certainly she was a, the type of person who who advocated. She would pick a cause that everybody could get behind.
2: Yeah. And I think that a lot of people uh, also enjoyed her dissertations about uh, family life and child rearing and and so and telling telling that audience we had a clip on today about uh, having to tell uh, George W to pick up his room and now he's the president and uh, I, I think that she also had that nice wit about herself that she could put people at ease and, and she just seemed Bill I'm sorry when I was looking at Facebook yesterday so many people here have recollections of her as though she was everybody's yeah. friend
1: well and she was around the area quite often and and, you know, when you would see her at an event before, after, during, whatever, um, she was just a friendly person and was very engaging. Um, one of the funniest things, there was a, a lady by the name of Fran DeWitt from Wyoming County. She was the Republican chairman of Wyoming County for years. She was almost the spitting image of Barbara Bush. And uh, I can remember the two of them at some event having their picture taken together and Barbara Bush just blurting out, boy, I hope uh, George does not get mixed up because they look so much alike. Uh, and so you know, it's actually pretty funny to uh, to to hear her say that. But she just had the kind of demeanor, the kind of sense of humor that you automatically thought she was your your good friend. But she she just put people so at ease. You you didn't really have that feeling that you were in you know had to be in the presence of awe. You know,
2: that's great, uh, Bill. Thanks for joining us today. Anything else to before we let you go?
1: No, working on some other historical projects right, right. now, and involving some when some presidents came here and. So more to come down
2: the line. Yeah, don't forget your friends when you get those projects done. Let us know
1: so we could talk about them. Terrific. Thank you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. hi And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest
0: musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it.